Chapter 1 Superman as Supermensch How the Ultimate Alien Became the Iconic All-American Note Mensch is Yiddish for human being, usually used to mean an ethical person, as in, you're a real mensch for taking care of me when I was sick. Superman is one of the most well-known fictional figures in the world. We all know who he is. Or at least we think we do. In the timeless words of the 1950s TV series, he's a strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. But those who are used to the current scope of Superman's powers, where he's capable of performing such feats as flying into a blazing sun, freezing a lake with his super breath, or lifting mountains, may be surprised to learn that in his original comic book incarnation, his powers were much less expansive. He could hurdle skyscrapers, leap an eighth of a mile, raise tremendous weights, run faster than a streamlined engine, and nothing less than a bursting shell could penetrate his skin. Note, this last was illustrated by a puzzled doctor in white, holding Superman's arm and exclaiming, What the? This is the sixth hypodermic needle I've broken on your skin. While Superman grins mischievously and says, Try again, Doc. For those reading comics in 1938, Superman was much more than just another super character. He inaugurated the entire genre of comic book superheroes. Prior to this, heroes of adventure comic strips or books had been detectives, cops, cowboys, pirates, magicians, soldiers, etc. No one had seen a costumed figure with superpowers before. At the time, comics meant the comic strips found in newspapers. Comic books, to the extent they existed at all, were mostly just reprints of the newspaper strips bound together. But all that changed when magazine distributor and publisher Jack Leibowitz was looking for a lead player for a different type of comic book that would feature stories that appeared first in this bound form. These new comic books were part of a new fusion of words and pictures that was in the air in the 1930s. Talking pictures, instead of silent films, had just appeared, with the jazz singer premiering in 1927. Steamboat Willie, Disney's first cartoon featuring Mickey Mouse, came out the next year and was the first animated short film with a soundtrack that was entirely synchronized. Life magazine, with its new and distinctive brand of photojournalism, premiered in 1936 and was a great success. Appearing in life became synonymous with having made it into the American cultural mainstream. Advertising was taking off, with ever more elaborate illustrations in magazines and roadside billboards. In that context, comic books are clearly the runt of the litter. The comics industry came out of the streets of Lower Manhattan mostly from Jews and Italians who were one step away from the immigrant experience and two steps away from social respectability. Poor Jews from immigrant backgrounds ended up finding their way into this ragged end of publishing, what we might call rag or schmata publishing, since the Yiddish word schmata has the same dual meaning as the English word rag, meaning literally a throwaway piece of cloth and, by extension, a junky throwaway publication. Businessmen like Leibowitz and Harry Donenfeld, who came to be behind Superman's publication, also published girly magazines and pulp fiction, 
with names like Spicy Detective Stories, and more than a few of them had mob connections. As Al Jaffe, later of Mad Magazine fame, put it, we couldn't get into newspaper strips or advertising. Ad agencies wouldn't hire a Jew. One of the reasons we Jews drifted into the comic book business is that most of the comic book publishers were Jewish, so there was no discrimination there. Comics historians offer other theories linking the predominance of Jews in the early comics industry to the Jewish attraction to communicative media more generally. Gerald Jones notes that of all the immigrant cultures of the period, the Jews were the most literate population. Trainer Robbins attributes Jewish communicative skills to the need to be able to talk yourself out of getting beaten up. Journalist Jay Schwartz writes of the founding generation of comics creators, they came from homes where Yiddish was shouted across the dining room table, along with at least one other language. That.